changing ports in 2017? I mean, it's too advanced for me. A big part of essentialism is saying no. Like, yep. you know, a thousand no's for every yes. Ultimately, as a manager or as a you know founder or CEO or whoever, um, or just a colleague, your job is to help others do their job better. Hello, I'm Radek. I'm Michael. And this is the podcast. A sounding board for interesting ideas and insights. We discuss books we read and want to share with you. As well as technology and productivity, which is what we do by day working on our app, Nasby. Or whatever else comes to mind. We're back to books again. And yep. we discuss, today we're going to discuss a book we've mentioned so many times that we've assumed we've already properly talked about it for an episode but we didn't i mean come and, on 112 episodes and we haven't yeah. discussed about i mean this book really <laughs> yeah but there's just so many that we don't remember the stuff we've been talking about <laughs> and the stuff we thought we've been talking about because we had something on our list for like a year uh, but yep. actually we, we we didn't properly discuss this we we mentioned many times um the ideas from the book essentialism by greg McEwen, but um, not not like properly not like today yeah, so uh, that's why today I, I wanted to get back to it. Just recently, I forced myself to publish my highlights from this book on my blog. We'll link to it in the show notes. I've read this book three times, twice uh, as an audio, and then once physically, you know, um, paper back in this spring, just after I have published an interview with Greg. With Greg, I was fortunate enough to talk to him uh, for the last uh, essential episode of the Proactive magazine. So it was it was an amazing experience for me and uh, to talk to the author, uh, to have this interview, and it motivated me to, to read the book again. And I read the book three times, uh, partly because I'm not that smart, uh, <laughs> but also uh, partly because, uh, you know, it's a tough book because it seems easy, but it's it's tough. It's tough because it's tough to implement what, what's th- what was there in the book. Yeah, this is something I, I very much felt uh, more recently because I've read Essentialism, I think, two years ago or something like that. Uh, it was before I got really into audiobooks, so I read it in paper and I unfortunately haven't taken proper notes as I tend to do these days. Um, but uh, when I was reading um, Nonviolent Communication, which we've just discussed um, two weeks ago, um, I, I really felt that the the message is is simple uh it's simple to understand and it makes obvious intuitive sense that this is better but it's not easy not it's not easy to implement and i i think the same is true um of essentialism which is it's not it's not a guide uh it's not uh it's not a book of of theory or research it's a manifesto right it it's um it tries to convey certain values of how to uh, live your life and if you're like uh like us then you'll probably appreciate them and agree with them and want to implement them in your life but then it turns out actually living it is not so easy it it's it's just it's it's so contrary to how we're we're used to uh living and and just many values in our society that you ha- it's it's a book you have to reread uh, many times if if you're serious about it yeah and that's why i published uh, recently the, the my highlights from the book just to make sure that i can if i don't have time to read the book i'm gonna at least reread my highlights so yeah. like the messages will you know will get back to me so um before we discuss the book um 
the, the thing goes full circle because the, I mean, I mean, the book starts with this premise that why, I mean, with the question, why people who have achieved success, um, continued success uh, at some point, and suddenly this success was a catalyst for failure for them. Mm. Like suddenly they were failing. And um, one of the reasons apart from hubris, uh, it's actually hubris. So it's, it's, actually, uh, it's actually the fact that you think you can do anything or everything, right? Mm -hmm. And this brings, uh, this, this hits home, like, like, like so many things, this hits home why we both worked, for example, on Remag, remember? Yeah. We had this idea that we have already a successful business called Nosby, so let's do Remag, let's do the second business, because we're already doing Proactive Magazine, and then we'll just do Remag and then make a second business. And, you know, let's, let's be Elon Musk and have several businesses. They're all going to be multi-million dollar businesses. We're going to, you know, just be amazing. We can do it, right? Like, we can do anything or everything, right? Well, 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 if you've been following us for the last, you know, two, two three years, um, you can uh, um, appreciate that. Uh, uh, the good thing that came out of the Remac was the idea for this podcast. <laughs> uh, but we have since closed the Remac. We have closed the Proactive Magazine with Essentialism as the, mm -hmm. as the last episode. And it was actually like a very deliberate choice of yeah, the yeah. book and of the theme because we want to focus on doing Nosby. And we yeah. want to... Like, like have full power, like full, full force, full deep work on Nosby. And uh, why? Because Nosby was our success. Nosby brought us where we are here. And, and at some point we started thinking we can be serial entrepreneurs, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And, uh, and on, at the same time, we forgot that Nosby gave us success and Nosby can be a lot more successful if we give it appropriate focus, appropriate love, and appropriate attention, and if we essentially focus on what's essential. So on Nosby, on, on, on helping people get organized. I really like the, the subtle difference of, of saying um, that we can do anything or we can do everything. Because even, even if you can do, quote unquote, anything... You can do everything. You know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, you, you can pick one thing and like, it's possible? Probably not. Probably the, the idea was not quite good. But in theory, let's assume we could have done Remag and then we could have made it successful. Right. But we couldn't do both, right? No. And, and so if, even if, if you're confident in, in your ability to, to, to pick a project and, and, and make it work... Uh, you know, hubris will will make you think that um, you can fit multiple instances of them, and it turns out there's just not enough time and not enough attention to to do multiple. So you can do everything, even if you could do anything. Yeah, and the thing is that when I was reading this book, and it struck me how amazed I was at some people just doing one thing, one thing, and just being extremely successful. Like, mm -hmm. like, for example, uh, a blogger who was just doing this one blog. And like, for example, Leo Balauta, he was doing this one blog, yeah. Zen Habits, and then suddenly just exploded. It, was, it, it brought him lots of success. And it was just this blog. He wasn't doing anything else. He was doing just, doing just this blog, and he was extremely successful. And then 
other people just doing one thing just doing something that you know and, and keep and, and kept doing that you know and not thinking about what's next for you right and um that's why that's why you know when people ask me what's next for me after 10 years of running nosby i'm like yeah the new version of nosby <laughs> right so that's what ne was next for me so here's the spoiler alert <laughs> in case you didn't know so that, that, that that's the thing and um and that's that that's the message of essentialism so the success that you 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 have or you 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 aspire to have, uh, you know, if you want to sustain it, you have to keep choosing what's essential. So so it's not a, it's it's essentialism is a pursuit of a life when you're doing less but better. So when your focus is you know it brings all the goodies, the productivity goodies we've been talking about in the podcast, the focus, the deep work, like all these things, the one thing, like all these things um, uh, together. So. The idea is of doing less but better. It, it's it strikes me. It just I I can't believe it's something we've discussed for two years, and I still have to relearn this this yeah, idea right. that you know this this notion of a of a zero sum game that hey you have limited amount of time of focus and attention, and it's just like you have to you cut have to cut things out and it's just like no you want to do more and more like this is cool we should do it and it's a good thing so you want to do it and and then like you have to like every now and then you you remember it's like ah oh, no like where did i get myself into uh when we when we talked about um my my recent um pursuit of simplicity uh, and the removal of unnecessary distractions and social media and addictions and also just simplifying things with, uh, with automation and workflows and, and whatnot like none of these were good were like completely new ideas for me it's just like I forgot about this for a while I thought this is fine and yeah. you know me lying behind me while I'm this is fine everything is burning right <laughs> and it's like I had to remember like oh Okay, I actually have to cut out most of these things, even though they were good, because it's just it's it's not enough. There's just not enough time. There's not enough attention to do all of it. Yeah, and um, there is this again. There's this notion in in, in the book, this uh, fantastic quote, which I hate because uh, <laughs> it's just following you when when whenever you go. Like, if something is not hell yes, it's a no, right? Mm -hmm. So so suddenly, like, if something is yeah. It's a no. It should be just no. So, so when you make a choice, uh, you should only choose hell yes options. And of course, granted, you, you it's not always that you're in a privileged position that you can. You just have to sometimes choose things that are just yeah. Oh well, 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 yeah, because they give you food or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. But, but, but in your you know pursuit of essentialism you should still focus i mean this is essential because it brings you food anyway so you have to do it but but um but the idea is to choose really where you have the biggest impact so so when where you can bring, uh, have the biggest impact and when i was analyzing this and i w was reading the book i was thinking where is the impact that i have and for me the biggest impact is nosby is is, is 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 keep developing the tool is keep giving it and keep marketing it to as many people as possible because this gets people organized and this is what you know gets me going to to have to get to get people organized get teams organized and whatever so so this is my thing and this is where i make the biggest impact and now the idea is how to allocate my time to make the biggest impact i'm going to push back on it just a little bit uh, mm -hmm. i mean I, I agree with the idea but I actually 
after thinking about it, you know, I've heard it many times, and I'm not sure I like the wording of it, because sometimes our our enthusiasm can blind us. Like like you see, it, it's a hell yes or it's a no. But but the thing is, like sometimes we we see a new idea and we're like hell yes, even though it's it's not a good idea, and it has nothing to do with whether it's actually essential or good. It's just it's new and it makes us enthusiastic and kind of blind to our kind of deeper values and you know, our, our kind of grander uh, goal. So I, I'm not sure I like phrasing it in terms of just, you know, being excited because that, that can blind true. us. True, that's true. But then, you know, and so what I like about the book is that when you read the first chapters, you already get the idea of essentialism, yeah. like what, yeah. the, what it is all about. But then uh, just like with any book, there are all the nuances. So all the, you know, all the details. And one of the nuances uh, of essentialism, like, so, so, the, so if you just read this part, hell yes, and then you, enthusiasm, you're right. Yeah. Then it's, then it's not correct. It's not what the book says. Because later, when you start reading, I mean, when you continue reading the book, what the author argues is that essentialists, or people who are, you know, who are trying to be essentialists, who are pursuing essentialism, what, what they do is they do a lot more research before deciding they analyze things more, they spend time more analyzing because they don't want to live by default. So the idea is that somebody asks you a question and you just write then, you know, enthusiastically say, yeah, I'm going to do it or whatever. Yeah. You, um, you give yourself permission to make a decision, right? So, um, and, and to make an informed decision. Of course, uh, there is also the threat of, of over, you know, thinking and whatever. But, 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 but the idea is that as, as an, an essentialist, um, studies more because they, they, or do does more research before deciding, before committing to something to make sure that it aligns with his goals, with his um, ideas, with his you know essential you know our biggest impact. So 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 in the book, there's more research uh, to be done before you do something because otherwise you live by default. You know, and it's like it's like when um, uh, yeah when uh, we argue in productivity, you know, space. We argue that you shouldn't uh, uh, check email first thing in the morning because mm -hmm. when you do, you start reacting to people's requests instead of designing the day the way you want. And we have had uh, and we did discuss morning routines several times here on this show. So, and one of the ideas of a morning routine is that you design your morning and you design consciously your your day, and this way uh, you don't live by default. You, uh, you know, you, you, you live by how you want to live. Yeah, uh, definitely. And, and I certainly appreciate that, that this is the format of, of the book. The idea is simple, but then it looks, uh, the book looks at it from like, you know, a hundred different angles and, and, and gives kind of examples uh, of, of how to apply it to different circumstances. Now, I, I want to expand on, on, on the idea of, of living uh, by default, because this is something... Um, this is one way of, of looking at this uh, essentialism thing, um, you know, one angle to look at it that, that I like, that um, I don't remember the exact phrasing fr from the book, but when you don't kind of design um, your plan, your, your day, you know, when you don't have strong intentions to what you're going to do and what you're not going to do, Others will design it for you. Happily. Just, yeah, <laughs> they will happily uh, design your schedule around their uh, wishes. And it's it's you know when you don't when you don't kind of plan this ahead, when you don't think about what you want, what your kind of grander goal is, uh, 
it's just so easy to get derailed because we feel um, pressure, obligation, um, you know, whether that's social pressure or, or just the fact that, hey, it's like uh, maybe your boss or just someone important in a company and they're asking you to do something. But then like when you lose touch with your kind of grander pursuit, even if that's the grander pursuit at your job that's like important to your job, uh, when you're not closely in touch with it, you're just like, the moment someone asks you to, to do something, you will like throw out everything to to get on something that's that's probably actually not going to be that important. That seems important at the moment, that seems urgent, but actually you could have not done it and the world would keep spinning just fine. Yeah, and uh, it, it, it ties, uh, I mean, essentialism ties with so many books that we have already discussed on this show. And uh, for example, nonviolent communication, one of the premises of the nonviolent communication was to find out if somebody's angry or somebody's, you know, expressing their feelings, what, mm-hmm. find out what, how, which, which needs of this person have not been met. Yeah. And, and, and again, uh, this repeats uh, itself in this book, when somebody asks you to do something, First, you should actually study and ask them what they want, really want to achieve, and what's the what's the purpose of this. If, for example, you don't agree with with this task, and and because you actually have a choice there, so you can actually you can ask them, you can, um, uh, and maybe if you get to the bottom of this, suddenly it's not you that has to do this, but it actually there is a better person who can do th- the other thing, and then it, it it reaches the same goal, you know, and then you, you start questioning, you know. Uh, this person's task, but not their needs. You know, so mm. so uh, uh, th- this way you get to the bottom of the of the uh, uh, you know you get to you know the core of the of the problem, and um, you choose to do it or not. And yeah, that's an excellent observation. I, I like how you how you tie together those, those those two books, but it makes a lot of sense. Uh, there's what you see on the surface, the exact request, but but usually it's it's motivated by by something deeper. And especially like if someone asks you to do something because you're an expert in that domain, then sometimes or often it turns out that you know that's just not not. A direct request is is not the best way to communicate mm-hmm. uh, something because when you understand what exact need, um, whether and not necessarily the need of the person, but but the need of like what needs to be done is like yeah. what's 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 the actual point, yeah. uh, then then you can like get a, a solution that's completely different from what you're requesting, and it might be someone else uh, doing it. It might be something much simpler or it might turn out that just a completely wrong way to think about it and actually there's nothing to be done and everything is fine it's just like um you have to see beneath the surface um which takes a lot of discipline uh doesn't it like you to to like constantly um question uh stuff like that and and question like uh, when you have things appearing on on your on your plate, to question: Is it essential? Is it something that really needs to be done? Is it really have to be this complicated? But ultimately, you have to question it because even though it's it's kind of uncomfortable, um, you'll end up having much more work if you don't have this discipline. Yeah, and that's why again the book ties perfectly with uh, the books about habits, like the Power of Habit or, or the other books we discussed on the show. Uh, with the idea that you have to design as as many habits or routines as possible in order to not to 
have to choose these things, you know, to, to make the execution flawless, make, make the execution of your stuff as easy as possible, and then have, you know, not have the decision fatigue. So when a choice, uh, when a question or a choice comes your way, you have the, the you have your decision muscles uh, ready to to tackle the decision to question this you know you're not tired of just deciding on so many things today i just i just whatever right no uh, that, that that's why uh, in the book you know another concept again the habits to develop the habits routines we discuss them like all these things to make everything as as simple as possible and to have the power to choose yeah, uh, that's a that's another really good point. Uh, how this the, this ties to to other ideas, other books we, we've discussed. Like um, one, like if you have the observation that there is a decision fatigue, and over time in a day you just you're worse and worse at it, then you can consciously design a workflow where you start a day from the most important things you've pre-decided on, and leave all of the BS. At the end, because if you start from email, you start responding. You it takes a bunch of time, it takes a, a bunch of energy, and then you sit down to the actual essential thing, the, the the thing you want to like dedicate yourself on and do deep work on, and it turns out you're just you're just out, right? And and then like um, if if you if you do that and if you kind of uh, design a, a workflow where 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 beforehand you just make sure that um, things are delegated properly, things are automated properly. You know, you, you can, you know, you can observe patterns of things that come your way that are not essential. And you can kind of make higher level decisions and, and changes and ask people to, you know, take over some things and whatnot, such that you have more time for essential work and there's fewer things coming your way that cause the decision fatigue that then cause you to get distracted on things that are not essential. Yeah, I mean, for example, um, uh, this idea that uh, some people you know, question that um, I don't respond to my email. I mean, I have an assistant that goes through my email and um, people are like, yeah, so you're not, you know, you're not in touch with people and whatever. No, I am. But the first filter is, is my assistant. And and very often she does a better job communicating and replying quick, quick, quickly than me. And and then she passes to me the things that are really essential or, or that she believes are essential for me. This way I create the, this margin, you know, this first uh, line of attack and this margin for myself to, to execute my work, to work on Nosby, which helps, you know, hundreds of thousands of people instead of just replying to one this one request for half an hour and just, you know... And and to, to just to this one person, right? And so this, that, that's that, that, that's really um, you know that, that that will helps me execute. And I'm not saying that everybody has to have an assistant, but I'm I'm saying that in this way it really does. Uh, I mean, I have created the system such that I have more time for the deep work, for deliberate practice, for essential stuff. All right, uh, there's a question I have for you. Um, a big part of essentialism is saying no. Like, yep. you know, a thousand no's for every yes. Yeah. A risk there, a threat, is that you'll say no to things uh, because you just don't see a point yet, because you don't have the immediate enthusiasm, because you don't understand it, because you're afraid, um, because it makes you uncomfortable to, to try new things, new approaches, to to try something that, that someone else uh, maybe suggested to you. Um, do you have thoughts on on how to 
distinguish discern between between those how to how to see when it's actually your your kind of lizard brain telling you no but not because something is not essential but precisely the opposite because you should have done something but it just it just it's just uncomfortable yeah so um again uh, i am fortunate enough that i have uh, a team <laughs> in nosby and again i have my assistants which is which is uh, again hell magda daya um so uh, i have uh, my assistants there and the good thing is that very that sometimes when there is a new thing coming um our way which is intriguing so it it you know mm-hmm. it's 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 so in this way i sometimes uh, just pass it on to somebody to investigate you know just check it out let me know you know give me the summary of this right or give me the gist of it because it might be something we were interested but maybe not right so this way um again coming back to the research option i do research like you know but not me personally for example sometimes sometimes i do personally research sometimes i just delegate to somebody for example there is a new social media technique for something i just give it to kuba he and ask him just to investigate this and give me the the gist of it you know uh, and then when he does i and he just for example gives me a few links to some articles i can read them myself and just have some decision right so so it goes back to to this but sometimes uh, um again what we said before i have predecided that these kind of things i'm not touching because mm-hmm. i want to focus on the other things and again there are trade offs right uh, i know that maybe by saying no by default to these things so to the, uh, i i'm 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 losing out on something mm-hmm. i mean i'm sure i'm sure but i've made the decision because the other things i know for like because of the research are really important right now for me maybe in the future someday maybe i'm going to get back to these things but not you know to the other things but not now so what i do is so for 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 example like what like um opportunities for like making new products new companies this of course for example i have predecided i'm i'm just doing nosby and that's it right so i'm not building any other company and if somebody comes to my way saying michael i have this great business idea and you got this and this so we can together we can do this no I'm 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 happy to have a coffee and decide over the, and d- d- discuss this idea and brainstorm the idea, but I'm not going to touch it. I'm not going to work on it. I'm going to going to so just by default I'm saying no. I don't have margin for that. I don't have time for that. I have my time is limited. I'm just focusing on Nosby. And for example, right now we're we're trying different marketing activities, mm-hmm. and it's the same. I have decided on a few marketing activities which we want to just dive deeper and just focus on them and really get the most of them. And some of the marketing activities are really good. They have they have brought lots of um, uh, you know revenue for some companies, but we cannot focus on them now. We don't have enough resources. We don't have enough time of myself or or other other people on our team, and we said no to them deliberately. Maybe we'll get to them at some point. I'm sure we'll get to some of them because they're really effective strategies. But for now, we have predecided these, not now. So we'll, we'll we sometimes add them to like a, a project someday maybe or you know some of these things that we I, I just review later or for example I do quarterly offsite I review these things and see if there is any other you know new opportunity or whatever but it's good to predecide okay I know I can be losing out here on some of these things but I cannot win everything anyway mm-hmm. so let's just focus on, on on these few things because the thing is that life is like a rabbit hole you start going down the rabbit hole and it's very deep and and this is why people doing less things ha- are so successful because if you're doing less you can really focus you can dive deeper you can de- like like for example let's do some facebook ads right 
No, no, no. Facebook ads, it's a complicated system. You have to really make sure that you, you, know, you don't do them properly, you, you, you track them properly. There are so many things that you have to do to that. And if you don't study them well, you're going to fail. You're, you're not going to get enough, enough success. So, and, and email marketing or some other things. So, so I'm just doing marketing stuff. So we know that if we double down on some of, the small, some of these things and really do them well, we can achieve exponential success. So let's just outright reject the other opportunities and keep them for later, you know? So, so uh, and it's tempting, you know, it's tempting because like somebody just sends me a, a blog post saying, hey, yeah, this other technique is so good. You know, you have to apply it right now. It's, it, no, I cannot apply it right now. I'm really focused on the other thing. And, and yeah, it's tempting. It's, it's nice, but um, I know that it's not just applying this thing. It's, 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 it, 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 it requires, it, it's a trade-off. And as you said, it's a zero-sum game, right? Right. Um, and, and going back to, to my question, I, I really like the idea of, of giving it to someone else just to investigate quickly. A yeah. And like giving it to, to someone else, it, I, it's not just about delegation, that it's not you that has to do it, but it's also the fact that someone is looking at it with a fresh pair of eyes. And yes. I like it about our, our process with, with the design fight, which we'll link to in the show notes that we've discussed a long time ago. But the, the, the gist of it, there's like a core team of six different people with different perspectives, but who all kind of understand design. Um, and it's interesting because we disagree and argue and fight a lot. And, and that's actually a, a good thing because we don't get a situation where we we would reject something not because um, it's inessential, but, but because we just you know, it's kind of new and uncomfortable, like there's going to be someone in, in this team of six that's that feels passionate about it, that wants to explore it, and then we'll just have no choice but, but to explore it, right? And, and that kind of brings us more to kind of one page that even if, if some of us are not excited about the problem and just want to reject it outright, um, we will investigate it because someone... Uh, cares and and then it's still difficult because we we still have to cut some things and there's going to be someone who doesn't want this thing to be cut but we just we we have to uh, uh, you know make the scope reasonable for a, a small company that, that we have um, another idea that we that 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 I have is um, I think it's a good idea to have some sort of um, place to put kind of long term ideas to. Mm -hmm to review later, a, a backlog of sorts. And I have a few of those in Nosby. And then like when I see something that's like really interesting, not a trivial thing, but but something really interesting, but I just I don't see myself doing it right now. And like I, I don't even want to like make the decision of whether I should do it or not. Is it essential or not? Or is it just like a distraction or maybe I should do it? I just I, I don't think about it. I put it there, and then, as you're saying, during the, the quarterly review, you know, a few times a year, I will go through it. Uh, the, the only thing I, I've learned is that not to overdo it. Like, don't put too many things there because then it's just overwhelming and you'll never get through it. It's like like good ideas that, that you don't see yourself doing anytime soon. Put it in a backlog, review a few times a year. Yeah, totally. Um, I, I also have a project like that, that, uh, for example, for my marketing ideas, I have this, this, this big backlog of some cool marketing ideas with links to, to, to blog posts explaining, you know, these techniques and everything. And, um, 
I get back to it like every month or every you know quarterly offsite, not every week when the weekly review. And this way, yeah, it maybe then I have a fresh perspective, or maybe you know some of these things just popped up recently, and 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 we have maybe some time to ex- explore them more. Uh, and what you said about um, the design fight and about how we explore things, it's uh, we've had this situation many times over when somebody uh, proposed something and we said, no, no, hell no. But then they investigated it and then we said, like, yeah, it kind of makes sense. And then they, they actually convinced us to go or not. But but the good idea is that uh, there is this one person who does the exploration, the exploring the options and see and also but sometimes what happens also is this that the person who was passionate about it explores the options and says, No, really no. I was I yeah, I thought I, it was good, but no. <laughs> I, I, I was this person many, many times like, hey, it's a really good idea. We we should investigate it. It's like no. It's like, no, I will investigate it. But then uh, and sometimes it turns out to be like a pretty good idea. Uh, and sometimes it will evolve many times, has to brew in our minds for many times, mm-hmm. and it will, um, it will be something completely different than from the start, but something we wouldn't think of from the start, something that had to go through this long process. And so it's like, okay, I exported, it, and it's like, no, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But but um, I think for a lot of things, giving it just just it's a, it's a stupid thing, but just giving it time makes yeah. a lot of sense because sometimes. You have to give it time for the idea to just brew slowly, mm-hmm. and over time you like it more and more, and it will develop to be better and better. And then most of the time, the idea will start off as exciting, and will just like over time, it's like no, it's like you thought it was exciting. Three months have passed, and you don't care, and you just delete it. Yeah, right. Yeah. And and giving yourself this buffer is. Uh, is, I think useful. Like you just sometimes you just need time to get a, a good perspective. It's very healthy. And again, in this book, in the essentialism, there was also a lot about buffer, about margin, about giving yourself time, and about uh, about playing as well. But also uh, this buffer thing. I mean, people tend to, and I am guilty as charged, uh, of 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 planning too much, of 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 wanting to do too much in every day. You know, squeezing each minute. You know, and then whatever. But it's really important to have the buffer, to have the time, to assume there will be unexpected things happening. Because otherwise, you, when, you, when the unexpected things happen, you get furious, you get frustrated, and, and it just goes, everything goes just bad. So, so this is really, really cru- crucial to have the buffer. Yeah, I, I think this is a large part of what motivated um, my, my simplification and, and reducing social media and, and whatnot, because it, it worked fine most of the time, but then there was a difficult period where I had so many things that it just crossed the threshold, right? I didn't have enough margin, this empty space to kind of to, to breathe, to be able to, to do it, right? And so now, like, there's just more, more space, right? And like, I don't, I don't use it fully, but that's kind of by design. I have last question, I think we're running a bit late. Um, you, from the start, you wanted to to call this episode the pursuit of essentialism. Can you can you expand on, on that, like the, the idea of, of the pursuit? Yeah, so th- this is really important. I mean, first of all, you know, uh, we, always, we, we tend to say that uh, uh, the journey is the ultimate destination because really like, it's all about, you know, the journey. And our journey I mean, in Nosby will never end. I mean, I, I, think, I think not. It's going to be just, you know, we'll, we, have, we have still so much to do and there's always be, uh, there'll always be more to do. But the pursuit of essentialism is the fact that 
it's you, you, you cannot just one day become essentialist and that's it. You keep failing. You keep saying yes to things that you want to uncommit later. And there are tips how to uncommit in this book as well. Um, and it's, it's a constant pursuit. It's like I read this book three times and I still don't, I, I get it, but I don't get it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I, and, and, and I still you know, blame myself for committing to something that, that later I regret or, or for doing something. Like I keep reviewing uh, stuff and I keep appreciating now that when I spent two hours reviewing our plan of marketing, it's not wasted two hours. It's important to ours. I become the curator, the editor of what we are going to do in these two hours. And it's good. It's, this is how it's supposed to be. It's not wasted two hours of not doing anything. I've been reviewing this, so it makes sense. So, uh, and, um, and un until I've been reading the book and trying to, you know, to pursue essentialism, uh, I, I would, I would blame myself for, for spending so much time on, on, you know, on planning on, 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 on these things. So right. I, I would, I would say the pursuit is because we never, are essentialists we it's it's we will tr try to be essential but we always like things will creep in things will happen and we have to just you know keep you know standing up just keep uh, you know we fall down we keep standing up and, and and just keep going and keep reminding ourselves what's essential for us what's important for us you know what have we decided on yes on yeah i i agree and i hope our listeners can appreciate that because this is why we keep discussing this stuff over and over from many angles, just like this book. We discussed this book today and we discussed many books with similar ideas, but we do it because <laughs> we have to keep learning because it's it's not that simple. And and what you're saying about the, the time being well spent, I, I, I will spend like many hours each week, each Sunday doing my kind of weekly... Um, review and and not just in the in the gtd sense but like a, a broader kind of review of of life and and planning and kind of taking a, a deeper perspective and it's 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 a bit time consuming but it's it's like the the most useful the most rewarding um the highest impact kind of habit uh that i have and without it it's it's it would be difficult for me to make progress because you just forget, like you need this feedback loop to, to keep pursuing. Right. And, and not, and not like, like keep staying at this in the same place, like um, kind of fooling yourself into thinking that, that you're pursuing uh, something while you you're in the same place, but actually like step by step inch closer and closer to, to, the ideal of, of sorts, the, you know, the, the, the values that you have and, and the life that you actually want to, to lead. Just, I want to close this uh, with, a th with an idea that actually didn't happen until I read the book the third time. I didn't see it coming. Um, the concept of minimum viable progress. So the, 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 as you said, you know, you know, keep going, keep, uh, you know, keep progressing. Uh, this concept, uh, I, I, I've heard about it. I've heard about it, you know, twice when I read the book for the first times, but they didn't, they never struck, struck home. What I'm saying is that in my team, very often, I, I, I want to be a hands-off manager. So I don't, I don't want to be the micromanager. So very often I will just delegate some tasks to people and, or just tell them to do something and, you know, discuss with them initially what they're supposed to do and just leave them, you know, hands-off, you know, leave them. And it's good. It's, it's, it makes sense. I mean, I have, we have brilliant people in our team. They're empowered. They can do things great. But what I recently discovered and by reading this book is that my job 
is to check in, is to check in and help, you know, every once in a while to review what they're doing and not just to review, to criticize them or whatever, but just to give feedback and to, you know, maybe, maybe they're going the wrong direction, but they don't know that, you know, and then I discover it after three months or something, right? And when I was recently reviewing some of the things uh, on our team we've been doing and um, I realized I've been doing a b- bad job with that, a crappy job of, 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 of checking in, you know? And when I started checking in, we started getting really good results. Like, I, like people understood, okay, Michael, you're right. I thought about it the wrong way. Let's do it this way. And then I'm going to explore the other way. And then like suddenly like that I have lots to give and I should have, again, again dedicate time to these moments where I just review somebody's, somebody's you know, project and just help them out. You know, because ultimately as a manager or as a you know, founder or CEO or whoever, um, or just a colleague, your job is to help others do their job better, right? And, and again, because I was so focused on my deep work, on my you know, ultimate contribution and whatever, I wouldn't want to spend so much time you know, micromanaging or whatever. And I'm not going to micromanage, but, but check in. Check in, help people make progress, help people, uh, uh, you know, as you said, have a fresh eyes, fresh perspective on what they're doing because they're like they're experts in their fields. But when they are doing something, maybe they are just going the wrong way and they don't see it, you know, because they think it's the is the right correct the right way. And when you just you, you just talk to them, give them some feedback, and then they will correct the course. So for me, uh, this was one of the key things that I should change the way I work a little bit to really again dedicate more time to feedback loops to my team, to re- even if they are not solicited. Uh, just you know, review, see, see how I can help, uh, and and this way uh, keep them going, keep them prog- keep keep progressing, and not being you know uh, just just totally hands off. That's that's interesting. I guess what uh, I think what you're trying to to say, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that as a CEO, it's it's not just your essentialism and your deep work that's important, but that of the whole organism, so to speak. Again, yeah, that's right. That's right. 